0: In episode eight of So Say We Travel, the podcast, we will discuss five external upgrades that we've made to our RV since going full-time.
1: We will rate each of these upgrades according to necessity, cost, and difficulty to install.
0: And finally, we will continue our episode reviews of the show, Battlestar Galactica.
1: This week, we're breaking down season one, episode three.
0: Welcome aboard to So Say We Travel. Hi, I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Charlie. And we are So Savvy Travel. And this will be our eighth podcast episode. Yes. Um eight. Eight. checking right along. <laughs> yes, checking right are. along. It's really really <laughs> cool. I really glad we've been able to keep up doing this. Yeah. Um, but if you're just now joining us, the reason we're doing these podcast episodes, I like to say at the beginning, is um I personally believe that experience is interchangeable with knowledge. Knowledge. And so if we share our experiences, we are hopefully going to share our knowledge with you on everything we've learned so far on this journey, from researching what RV to buy, which Mm -hmm. led us to our decision with the Galactica, Mm -hmm. what truck to get to tow it, and so much more. We've um, had a lot of experiences with mistakes. Yes. And so hopefully by sharing our knowledge about the mistakes that we've made, hopefully you can avoid our pitfalls. Hopefully. Yeah. So. Last episode, we were happy to announce that we've completed our transition. Uh, We've went from sticks and bricks to full-time RV life. and We have now been living full-time in the Galactica for three weeks, three weeks. weeks. So uh, I'll give you an update on that and how that's going. You go ahead and go first.
1: (laughs) It's going really well, I think. Um, Don't have any regrets at all. Um, Loving the space, loving the, um, just the convenience of everything. Um, it's really, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's still a lot, you know, taking it all in and, and getting used to it, but I think we're enjoying it a lot. Um, and I don't have any complaints at all.
0: Yeah. It's three weeks in we've encountered not the highest of highs and not the lowest of lows. I don't think not
1: yet, but yeah, it's getting up there. Yeah, Yeah,
0: for sure. We already ran into something the other day we did an upgrade, which we'll talk about later. Uh, on the Galactica, and we had a plan for what we were gonna do. We were gonna jack it up, take off the tires, go drown, have them swap out the wheels while leaving the Galactica in place. And we just realized that
1: I was not it didn't
0: have the right tool. <laughs> that was not work. working. And in the moment, you know, we could have lashed out, but we both knew we had an objective we wanted to accomplish. So we actually in record time I would say unhooked everything, yes. hooked the truck up, and it's like we're just gonna take the whole thing there yes. and they can they can do it there. We'll
1: go into that in, yeah, a, in def- a little we'll bit. We'll talk more about it. But I just,
0: <laughs> I think that was that was one of the benefits. And we talked about this on our last episode, about doing this beforehand. Yeah. We have learned over time that when you are trying to get things done with this, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Right. And if you don't extend extra grace and extra mm-hmm. patience to one another, it could get even worse. It can, yes. um, so the I've learned that in these moments, like focus on the objective, mm-hmm. things people saying, getting frustrated. It's all frustration with the situation. It's not frustration with right. me. I'm not mm-hmm. taking it personal. And so anytime I just take it like, what am I trying to accomplish? What's the best way to get mm-hmm. to it? And then let's work together to get it done.
1: Yeah, I definitely believe that it's a huge test to our relationship and how you know, we handle things, mm-hmm. because, like you said, that situation could have gone easily, really, really bad. Um, and so, I think that's really important when people decide to do this lifestyle, because it's 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 a matter of of things, you know, breaking and falling apart and not going as planned. That can really be a test to you know certain people's relationships, mm-hmm. and so I think it's really important to to know you know how to handle those situations and and know like you said not to take it out on each other the situation is what it is and um it's really important that you both understand that and don't take it out on each other
0: yeah and this is not the first time we've experienced this mm-hmm. like we've we've had right. this happened to us multiple times before in the past year yeah. just taking weekend trips mm-hmm. so we have learned over time like to Woosa. Be in
1: the moment. Being, you, you know, like mm-hmm. what are we
0: trying to accomplish? We're all on the same team here. Yeah. Yelling um, at each
1: other and, and getting your frustrations out so is not going to change the situation at all. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in it.
0: I and mean, that's not to say that if something down the road does happen, that one of us may lose our cool. Like we don't have it. We're not perfect right. by any stretch. This time, though. I think we handled it pretty well, as we've done before. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it's building that experience base and that knowledge that we know what these situations come up, what we need to do in order to keep moving forward and stay successful. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be the lowest point. And Mm -hmm. again, relatively, it was not that big of a deal. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. Um, The high points that I found in the past three weeks is just the... Everything that I own is within arm's reach. Yeah. Everybody I love with is within arm's reach. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's it's pretty cool. I've actually started taking the dogs out on walks three times a day. Mm-hmm. Gets me up early. I'm making the most use of full time. I'm not sleeping in. I'm making the most of my days. I'm mm-hmm. um, spending time with Maddie. Uh, meeting people around the park. New people every single time I go out, you know, yeah. like talking to them. I just met our neighbors over there mm-hmm. uh pretty recently he was a navy serviceman he talked we talked shop a little bit about military service yeah. um he was in the 80s apparently worked on the the newer f 18 so it was really cool to hear his story mm-hmm. and that's the kind of stuff that you get yeah with this lifestyle you're 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 liable to meet anybody from anywhere the first night we we got here mm-hmm. what was that gentleman's name i can't remember, Ooh, I don't remember yeah that. and it, it's but he was just walking around and yeah. he just walked up to us when we were hooking up for the first night and was yeah. just like and we were we weren't even living here, we were just dropping it off for the night, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's had a nice long conversation with him mm-hmm. about things and twenty year 21-year-old young man yeah. from East Texas mm-hmm. and he figured out this along early in the yeah. game. He's he yeah. sold everything, bought an RV. He's like, it's cheaper than paying rent anywhere in Texas right now. Yeah. So you like you meet those kind of cool people, mm-hmm. you have those great experiences. Um I'm enjoying and I was trying to negotiate in my head, how is it I resented? Because, again, I've said this before, I I, I didn't like traveling. I didn't yeah. want to travel. I was mm-hmm. ready to be a homebody. Mm-hmm. Once I was done with military service, I grew up in a military family, moved over around all over the place. Yeah. I was ready to put down some roots. And I was like, well, what is it about this RV thing that I find so appealing that it doesn't, it's not the same? Yeah, It's because when I was in the squad base in country, like, You brought all your good stuff with you, Mm -hmm. not when you're deployed, like in the squad bay where you sleep in your bunk. Mm -hmm. And it's something cozy about having all of the things that belong to you nearby and you have a special place for it and you take it out, you use it, you put it back. Like that's essentially what living in this thing is. And I really enjoy that. I enjoy the process of everything has a place. I take it out, I use it and then putting it back. Um, is not really a hobby anymore it's kind of essential um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah there's there's lots of things about this life that are growing on me that i'm learning about and i'm absolutely having a blast three weeks in Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't see it losing steam at all because i feel like we really have only
1: just brushed yeah just yeah Yeah. the tip of the iceberg already
0: about what you could do with Mm -hmm. it um so yeah it's been a great three weeks and, and we'll let you know how it goes further on down the road
1: yeah definitely
0: So the point of this episode, the one thing we wanted to talk about today were five external RV upgrades that we've made to the Galactica since we moved in and went full time. Mm -hmm. Um, And we decided to rate these on three different things, Mm -hmm. not a comparison to one another, just three different metrics that you can take into consideration when you go to make these upgrades possibly yourself. How necessary were they? Mm -hmm. Uh, What the cost was? how costly it was and then how difficult was it to install mm-hmm. how difficult was it to actually integrate this into the, the rv yep uh so the first thing we're going to talk about is what
1: uh tires all right the tires yes the tires <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's kind of where our story goes yes um so the tires we both feel were the most necessary you know we rate those as a three
0: yes oh oh, hold oh on. Yes. so they're gonna be nice little little chart that'll pop up in the video those of you on the podcast when we say three, we're rating on a scale of one, one to three. three. In the video, you're going to see a little graphic of Cylon Centurion heads. <laughs> so if you see three Cylon Centurion heads, that means it's either very necessary, yes. very costly, or very difficult to install. And if you only see one, it's going to be the opposite side of that. So yes. just for to reference, we're using the scale of one to three <laughs> yes. Centurion heads. Okay. Keeping with the Battlestar theme.
1: <laughs> so yes, as far as necessity, they are definitely a three. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, you know, hearing stories and stuff like that, but trailer tires are kind of notorious for not being very good. Um, And so we definitely wanted to replace those before we had to replace them. Mm. Um, They fall apart really easy. They're not made in the U.S., so they're made fairly cheaply. Um, they can get hot really quickly and then it causes them to bubble up and, and tear. So a lot of times I've heard horror stories of people driving off the lot, you know, and the first thing that blows is a tire. Um, so we felt like we definitely wanted to, uh, to upgrade those, you know, um, first, be- like I said before, before it was necessary to to mm-hmm. replace them. So we, um, well, let's see, what's an oh cost cost is also a three for that one. Um, they are pretty, pretty expensive um, to replace because we replaced all four of them. Um, we went ahead, and, like I said, replaced them again because we felt like we needed to before we had to. um And then for installation, <laughs> we rated it a three, also.
0: <laughs> with an um, asterisk.
1: With an asterisk, yes, because it wasn't difficult for us to install them, but the story oh, yes, to it get was. there was kind of yes, that's yes. where we're going. Okay, <laughs> okay. so. I will just say in the very beginning, I suggested that we hook the truck up and take the trailer up there. And he was like, no, I'm gonna do it this way. And so he wanted to jack it up, take two of them off, take it up there, put it down and then jack it up again, take the other two and put it up there. So that was the plan when we woke up Friday morning to
0: do that. I've changed tons of tires in my life. I was like this can't be that difficult. I have the jack, I've got the jack stands, I'm ready to go. That and I had not yet this is my home. You know, I haven't the idea of when you need to get repairs done to your home, taking mm-hmm. your entire house somewhere mm-hmm. and having someone work on it was just something at that point in time when I made this plan. Yeah. I just hadn't really wrapped my mind around like yeah. that is something that i'm gonna have to get do and get used to mm-hmm. so when i was like well i can jack it up so i watched the videos mm-hmm. and i was like i got all the stuff i know what i'm doing yeah picked up the breaker bar picked up the torque wrench but i had the jack stands when i had the plan i was ready to go uh only problem is that i had one of those normal car jacks and so as the you raise the jack on the car it's you know the the thing slides this way that's how it goes vertical i didn't have one of those piston jacks that go straight up So trying to do that on these rocks where the Galactus parked, not an option. Um, We just didn't have the clearance. I couldn't stand it up. I couldn't put anything underneath it because it needed to roll to get higher. And uh, we were running out of time with our appointment. And Charlie was like, you know, we could just cancel the appointment and reschedule. And I was like, no.
1: We're going to do it This is happening today. We're
0: getting (laughs) these tires on here. We've got our appointment. We've already... Yeah, and so I was just like, you know what, let's do it, you know? So, yeah,
1: so basically at one point, we were like, we're going to hook up the trailer. Yes. So, that, at that point, it was like, go mode. Yeah. You know, we had to switch it. We had to get the trailer ready to transport,
0: mm-hmm. which,
1: as you know, is not something that can be done very quickly. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when all
0: your stuff's inside. <laughs> yes. Just laid out everywhere. Just
1: laid out everywhere. Uh So, I did it, I would say, in what, like, I don't know, like 20 minutes probably. Yeah. I, I threw everything off the counters. I packed it in the best way that I could. And, you know, we unhooked everything and then we drove up there to To the place to get the tires. Um, yes,
0: and so and that was easy. They took that them was like easy. twenty. It took them thirty minutes. Yeah. not even that. Like so, they.
1: I I guess we were both worried about them accommodating a trailer. You know, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not something we've had to do, but they were just like, oh yeah, you're fine. You know, just just come in. That is true. Yeah, because I mean, we were we were thirty minutes late for our, our appointment. I called them ahead of time and I told them, you know, look, you know, just didn't go according to plan. We didn't get out there and uh, out in time. And they're like yeah sure it's no problem just come when when you get here that's fine um so we pulled up and like you just back in the trailer like on one of their side bays and then they
0: it was a non-issue yeah and i think that was another reason why i was kind of leery about taking the whole thing down there i was like i've been to discount tire before yeah where how would we even fit in there i was yeah. like you know i'll just take the tires there they'll just swap them out real quick but it was mostly me just not wanting to take my whole home to this yeah. place that really led to that but then again it was super easy <laughs> ah, they, just, they just put four jacks underneath all the axles <laughs> lifted it up put it back on there like it was done yeah. like once that. We,
1: once we got it in there it was like 20 minutes yeah if that yeah yeah
0: and it, and <laughs> that was included with the cost of the tires anyway the mm-hmm. installation was it. yeah did that change the price at all No. Yeah. so really that's yeah
1: regardless they charge you they charge you for installation anyways because they have to take the tire off the wheel yeah and so that that's part of the cost, no matter what. So it even if we had taken a muscle. so it
0: would just made more work for us to not take yes. it up there. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Again, yes. this is why we make these videos. Yes. So this you is exactly. So you learn yes. and don't do the just same thing again. Just hook the thing up did. and take it over just there. Just do it. You'll be fine.
1: Discount Tire <laughs> is 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 awesome, and they accommodate people like us all the time with trailers, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> so
0: hopefully, a little nugget of wisdom there for you. Um, Charlie had it all figured out in the beginning. Apparently, it took me a little bit of living to to learn like. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, so again, <laughs> just recap on the tires. It was uh, one external upgrade that we made to the RV since so living in it full time came in at three centurions for necessity. Very necessary. Yes. Um, I'm. We've gotten. We've been very fortunate. We've yes. driven. We traveled quite a bit over the past year on the factory tires. But I'm not going to. I'd be lying if I said in my head, I was not worried about having a blowout every yeah. single time I took it out. Mm-hmm. And not that it can't happen with these newer tires, but I really would believe it's less likely And then there's warranties yeah. on them.
1: I mean, the, the tires that we got they're they're rated for higher loads mm-hmm. for one. They're rated for higher speed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so though, I mean, those two factors alone yes. you know, really make it a necessary upgrade.
0: Yep. Uh, so again, sorry, we had a uh, necessity, three centurions cost, three Centurions. We paid for them. They're pretty good tires. Mm -hmm. They'll last a long time. Um, Stay up on the maintenance. we got warranties to go with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So definitely worth it. And then for installation, we've got three Centurions with an (laughs) asterisk because if you try to do it yourself, it's not fun. It's going to be three Centurions, (laughs) but you can just take it over a discount tire and it'd be one. And it'd be one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Then the next upgrade, external upgrade, that we did to the rv was the rv lock you can probably see it right there Mm -hmm. but also put images up and whatnot um now you bought this what did you read about the rv lock
1: uh well one of the things that i was reading uh which i didn't know until after we'd had the galactica for a while is that the manufacturers actually put the same locks on all of the RVs, the trailers um the same locks so they that way you can they can just use one key when they're showing it to people around the lot, mm. um, and so I felt like it was pretty necessary to change out that lock because it's a pretty standard lock. Like anybody that has the same model as us could come and wow unlock the 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 trailer. Uh, yeah, the, uh,
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, so I, I felt like it was pretty necessary to change that out. Um, and I mean, we did get the keyless one because, you know, we we had that on our sticks and bricks too, and it was nice. A huge
0: quality of life. Yes. I didn't have
1: to worry about Peyton, you know, having a key and and getting in and out of the house. Like we just get, you know, the code or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's easier to have the code. You don't need the key to get in and out. It's less keys that you have to carry around. Um, so uh, you don't have to get the keyless one, but I do definitely recommend changing out your lock as soon as possible because like I said, they're pretty standard on all RVs. So you definitely want to change that out pretty
0: soon. I, not even knowing that I was all for it anyway, simply because of the keypad instead of having actual key, like that was a revolution. That's something I'd never had on a home before that we had on our sticks and bricks that mm-hmm. I could go out into the garage. I could work out in the yard, you know, any point, And I'm not have to worry about to lock myself out. I could turn my truck on and if I forgot something inside, I didn't have to turn my truck off, take the keys out, go and unlock the door. Like having a keypad to get in and out of my home mm-hmm. was something that was awesome. And learning that I could put that on the RV on the Galactica as well. Yeah. All about it. Yeah. All about it. Um, so we go ahead and gave the RV lock um, a necessity of a one. Because...
1: No, you gave it a necessity as a one.
0: I say it's a one. <laughs> Let's just say I live in the mindset of... I wish someone come, came into my home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> I gave it a necessity as a two, because like I said, they're standard on all the RVs. And so I felt like it was really important for us to protect our home and protect our valuables um, and protect our dogs, you know, because we leave in their, in their hair. So definitely felt like it was necessary to change that out. Again, it doesn't have to be a keyless one. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get like just a regular, you know, standard lock to, that has keys, um, but definitely, I I feel it's pretty necessary to change it
0: out. Yeah. And also another thing as far as necessity of security, things like that is we've never had any issues with security Mm -hmm. in a year of traveling. Yeah. But we are both definitely of the mindset of keeping people honest, right? A lot of crimes are opportunity crimes. Don't, you know, just Mm -hmm. secure it. Just, and we came, both of us have lived in some pretty rough Areas where security was very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of a habit that we've gotten into. It's the way we kind of go about doing things. Yeah. Um, so I'm more lax basically with the security, but the antenna is always up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's she has it as a two. Again, you don't necessarily need it, but uh, it is just something good to have yes. um, for cost. Uh,
1: it was pretty expensive. I mean, the the one that I bought in particular was it was one ninety nine and some change. Um, plus tax and stuff like that. So, it was, uh, you know, it's about $200. So um, as far as costs, we rated it with a two because um, mm-hmm. it is fairly expensive. Um, there are cheaper ones out there. The one that I got um, had a lot of really good reviews from other people. Um, so I always take that into account when shopping for things. It's like reviews and how much people have used it. Um, and it had really great reviews. So that's the one that I went with.
0: And then for installation, I did the install and I want to get it one centurion. It was so easy. Like it was ridiculously easy. Um, you just take the screw, pull out five of the old one, and the locks were they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Like you said, on um, I mean good or bad, you can look at it that way. They're pretty universal. Mm-hmm. So we just took off the factory model one, yeah. five screws, put the new one on there, screw the other's plate back in there, and then you code the thing and, and you're ready to go. It took me less than what, ten or fifteen minutes to mm-hmm. do it. So oh. Installation was one Centurion. again. So the RV lock is going to be the second uh, external upgrade that we made. And again, we've got that as we'll do a necessity at two Centurions, <laughs> cost yes. at two Centurions, and then installation at one Centurion. And then we're going to talk about our next external RV upgrade. And that was our door window. Yes. Um, before we had a marble like
1: a frosty glass type window Mm -hmm. um you couldn't see out of it at all um and so we replaced it with oh my god i think it's called an ap thin shade is what uh i believe that was the name of it um but basically it has a shade in it so you can pull it up and down um versus um, that frosty glass or whatever so you can see out of it it's tinted as well mm-hmm. um, the glass itself is tinted and then it has that shade that you can pull up and down
0: yeah so. so the frosty glass if I ever needed to look out directly in front of, if someone came and knocked mm-hmm. on the door I would either have to go over to the window on Charlie's side of the bed in order to look to the side and hopefully see them if they're not standing too yeah. close or come over to the kitchen window and look out that way right. um, if the dogs are out here on the patio area eating whatever I needed. it was really uncomfortable I and mean, then you couldn't really get Full view at all. Yeah. And because the frosted window, you just can't see through it. Right. Um, and then it didn't do anything to block any sun.
1: Right. It was pretty bright.
0: Yeah. So, like uh, Texas heat, that sun coming through on that side of the day makes that, yeah. that door, that area warm. Yeah. There's no tinting whatsoever. So, this, it would again, it was relatively easy to install, but it was a no brainer, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. was something that I could do myself. is an upgrade that we can do myself. So, let's go ahead and do it. We're going to went ahead and purchased one so um we're gonna rate that one at necessity of a one One. Mm -hmm. it was a quality of life thing
1: yeah i mean it's not it it wasn't necessary to to install it um because there was already a window there um it's just a matter of getting rid of that frosty glass type to see visibility window so yeah just to be able to see out um as far as like shade and stuff like that we could have just put like a shade over the window and it would have been fine yeah yeah, um but just Changing it out to have that access to see out of it. Um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not 100% necessary at all.
0: <laughs> and so, and we've we run into those, we have a screen door and there's a yeah. screen in front of the shade. Yeah. So, like, unless I'm actively planning to look out the window, the shade is always down to block the sun. I guess when it's colder out, mm-hmm. it can be up yeah and we can it doesn't make a difference but now when the sun is out really really hot texas summer keep it like when i put the dogs out there and i'm looking out there and i'm expecting that i need to look out then i have to open the screen separate the door on the screen raise the shade and then close it back but it's still tinted so it gives Mm -hmm. you some reflection of the sun yeah um but it isn't as convenient as we thought it would be. Yeah. So it's again, I think necessity- a
1: lot of models RVs don't have the screen door like ours does, Yeah. you know? So it's, it's not that big of a deal for mm-hmm. other people, but okay. our, our particular model has, has screen door.
0: Yeah. So that makes it again. It's, it's necessity, necessity wise. Mm-hmm. One centurion. One. Mm-hmm. Um, cost. How it? was,
1: it was a one. Um, it was not that expensive. It was less than a hundred bucks. Yeah. Cool. Um, cool. You can get it on Amazon. I think all of the stuff we got on Amazon actually, except the tires.
0: Yes. And that's, that's the cool thing. It's like, it was, it was inexpensive. We could do it ourselves. When we put installation at a two because it was a two person job. It's definitely
1: a two person job. Yes. I don't think you could do this by yourself. You definitely need a second pair of hands Mm -hmm. to hold the glass um, and taking it out. And then, you know, just being careful and not breaking the the glass that you have. I think the
0: manual actually said it was a two person job. I can't remember. I think so. We, I think the only way you could do it by yourself is if you took the whole door off and laid it down flat.
1: Yes. Then you would d- definitely be able to do it by yourself. Yeah.
0: For sure. So if you don't want to take your whole door off, you definitely need two, per- two people. So we're going to put that one in at a, uh, installation of two, two. Centurions. Mm-hmm. So the, that's the door window. Um, Images and everything are popping up of all this so you can see exactly what it looks like, but it's right there. Maybe you can (laughs) see it. I don't know if it's in the shot. I can't tell or not. Uh, Then the next external RV upgrade is is... a
1: surge protector. Um, So I recently learned that all marketed surge protectors are not actually surge protectors. Um, so you want to make sure that you get an actual surge protector it can be marketed as one um, but doesn't necessarily mean that it will protect you against a surge Mm -hmm. Um, so the one that we had on there was just a basic you know it was labeled as a surge protector we've seen them
0: everywhere Yeah, everybody has them in their videos and they use them and
1: it's actually not a surge protector you plug it in and it has the lights on it and it tells you whether or not the circuit is good it'll Mm -hmm. tell you if there's like bad wiring or it's good electric Basically, um, and so that's what we've been using for pretty much the past year. Um, but then I learned that it's not actually a surge protector. I mean, we bought it um, when we first bought the RV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think that this one is a three. It's definitely necessary to have a actual surge protector. Um, it is a cost more costly than the the you know the the standard cheaper ones. Um, I would expect to pay at least two or three hundred dollars for a good one. Um, Because again, you are definitely going to need an actual surge protector because if there is a surge in power, you want to make sure that your RV is protected because if not, all that surge, you know, goes through your RV and can destroy your entire RV. Everything can be, it can be totaled, you know, Mm -hmm. so you definitely don't want that to happen. So um, we replaced it as soon as possible to an actual surge protector. We got the Progressive Industries, I think, Um, EMS. So electrical management system, um, and then we had a thirty amp one because our trailer is a thirty amp one. So that's the one we purchased. Um, you definitely like again, again, you just want to make sure that you're you're getting an actual surge protector. Um, so prepare, be prepared to spend you know a couple hundred dollars for that.
0: Yeah. The and first
1: one I think the first one that we bought was less than a hundred bucks.
0: Um, thing, there then, you go.
1: Yeah, and again, it's it, it's not actual protection. Mm-hmm. Um, it just tells you if the wiring at that time. Is good. Yeah, you know, but that can change, right? So especially Texas heat, right? We get these power surges through the grid all the time because people are, you know, trying to cool their homes and stuff like that with the, the AC. Um, we'll probably start seeing them pretty soon because it hasn't reached 100 degrees yet, but it is about to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always get those those surges through the the grid. Um, so those will probably start coming soon. So we definitely felt like we needed to replace it as soon as possible.
0: I'm putting this one up there like with the tires. Yeah. Right. We drove, we drove for a year, no blowouts. Mm-hmm. But if we did have one, mm-hmm. the cost that we would have to pay for the blowouts potentially, the, the, the repercussions would have been significantly more.
1: Not only the tire, but damage to the RV and things yeah. like that Yeah. Than, than, than
0: what it costs to get the new, right. better tires. Right. Same thing with the surge protector. We, we traveled for a year, no issues. Right. You know, but... And then you
1: don't want to replace it
0: The cost of what you have to. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot more of the costs incurred. Yeah. You know, so paying a good little bit. It Mm -hmm. is not cheap. We've got it at, what, three Centurions. Three. Mm -hmm. But it will save you in in case something goes wrong. Yes. You know, and it's a one-time investment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something you're going to have to buy or replace. They're quality products and it'll protect you you know yeah. for as long as you you have the thing.
1: And I mean the one that I bought um it, again it had really great reviews a lot of people have used them um a lot of people have been had to use them right so the surge has come through and it it stops in the surge protector mm. um so it protects the RV um so I let I read a lot of reviews to where it actually works um and then the company also will replace them too it has like a lifetime replacement which is pretty important wow. too so That's if it awesome. ever defective or anything like that um, it gets replaced. Very cool. So that's definitely something you want to look for in and, a
0: company. You know? And then the installation. We have that at, a, at one Centurion because you just take it and you <laughs> plug it in. Plug it in. <laughs> yes, so that's pretty
1: simple.
0: <laughs> so again, you're, you're, it's There's pretty, no
1: install for pretty <laughs> necessary,
0: pretty costly, but it's very easy to install. Yes. So uh, my type of upgrade. And then the last external RV upgrade that we've made since going full time is going to be a water filtration system. And I'm going to let charlie talk all about that because honestly to me water is water i can i can't understand this but she's my wife and i love her and if she sees wisdom in it you know
1: i felt like the water filtration system was important for a number of reasons one it's it's not environmentally friendly to be buying water bottles you know once a week or twice a week if we have to um especially in the summer heat you know drinking all that water it's not environmentally friendly you know so you want to do that for that reason um and then also um where we're at has pretty hard water um and so all that sediment and stuff you know, flowing through the RV is not good. Mm -hmm. Um, it can cause buildup, it can cause bursting, you know, eventually later on down the road, you know, when these, these pipes build up with all the sediment and minerals and stuff like that. Um, and it's not healthy, you know, we have, you know, young children, so it's not healthy for them to be drinking all of the the sediment and the minerals and and things like that. The one that we bought actually has an extra like virus guard protection too. Um, so it protects against like E. coli and stuff like that, which I didn't know could run into the water system, but Hey, you know, it, it, at least, We're protected against that, Um, and I can definitely taste the difference. I'm a huge water drinker. I drink probably a gallon of water every single day. I've always been that way, Um, so I can taste the difference in waters. I can buy five different water bottles, and they will all taste different to me. I can taste the difference in the different types of water, Um, and the water we have here is gross. It's disgusting, and I couldn't drink it. (laughs) So we we were buying water bottles. <laughs> but with this new system that we bought, um, I can taste the difference and the water, it just tastes so much better. It tastes so much more cleaner. Um, and it's 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 not as harsh. I can feel it not as harsh as the water was before we were using it.
0: I'm I'm just being really, really funny. Like I totally the same deal with the tires, the same deal with the surge protector. Uh we definitely even our sticks and bricks, we considered getting a hard water or a water softener, Mm -hmm. simply just to protect your investment of your home, to protect the pipes. I mean, it never worked out for us to actually get it, but we definitely were in the market at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, This was kind of a, it's not inexpensive, but it is another way of investing in the Galactica and the longevity of the Galactica. Same with the tires, same with the surge protector, Mm -hmm. to buy this system and put it on it.
1: Yeah, and so for the longest time, for the past year, we've been using the the pretty standard, I'm sure everybody has a little blue pill looking um, Mm -hmm. one. And I mean that was fine. It did it did its job. Um, so it did, you know, filter a lot of the water. I mean, we weren't just, you know, hooking it directly up to the hose. So if that's all you can afford at the time, then that's definitely worth it just to get that one. Um, but we felt like we were at a point where we could upgrade to to a much better one.
0: So because of our I, I always say I literally drink well water in Afghanistan and I was like, it's it's great, it's delicious, it's hot, I'm thirsty, <laughs> this is great, this is fine. Um, so I feel like it's more
1: important though because so we we're ca- protecting the RV. So we came
0: <laughs> in with necessity at two centurions, yes. and then cost. It was definitely it was not. It was not inexpensive. It was mm-hmm. expensive, but again, in protecting your investment, your health, mm-hmm. went ahead and put uh, the cost at three centurions, yes. and then installation at one centurion because it's pretty straightforward. You hook yeah. the hose, the yeah. water to the the output hook that up to the you need to do need two hoses for it though um so something to consider you can't take this this particular one that we got and plug it directly up to the water line mm-hmm. got to go from hose to yeah. the thing I bought
1: like a little tiny four foot hose yeah. um i that was the smallest one i could find they might come smaller mm-hmm. but um that's to hook up to the the faucet to the the system mm-hmm. and then our long water hose you know to hook up to the rest of it
0: and then the particular one that we got actually has this metal frame on it Mm -hmm. that's apparently bulletproof yes what (laughs) you know like i don't know why
1: i think people can install them onto their rvs and i mean ours just isn't designed for that so you can do it yes um i think that's why it has that frame
0: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and so when it's hooked up to your rv like it's a little harder for someone to come by and then in the moment to be tempted and walk away with it right um again we I don't want to paint a light at all on the RV community because our experience so far, I, we have so much stuff that we leave out that it's, it's we've paid good money for it, you know, but you just don't feel that, that, that need to, Mm -hmm. but also in the back of our heads, you know, we want to keep people honest, but also, you don't want to wish you had had protected yourself yeah. in certain cases like this and then what that's expensive this thing is um i went ahead and designed some little extra tote for it to go in with some bike locks on the two sides just to make it a couple of extra steps someone to go have to go through before they decide you know to make that choice again just keeping people honest i'll go and post that tutorial at some point on the website just the way i took a tote ran drilled holes in it ran the hose through it so you can't just walk up and see that it's a high-end water filtration system. It's kind of tucked away. It
1: just looks like a water hose going through
0: a tote. Through a tote, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, again, it it's pretty costly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in the water filter, again, we've got two Centurions for necessity, three Centurions for the cost, mm-hmm. and then one Centurion for the installation. Yep. And those are our five external RV upgrades that we've made since going full-time in the Galactica. Yep. All right, so now it's that point of the show where we talk about some Battlestar Galactica. This week, we're going to be reviewing Season 1, Episode 3, Bastille Day. Um, It is, as we talk about the episode, you'll see why they chose that title. Uh, It's very, very fitting given the events that take place. But just for a bit of reference for for those of you who may not be familiar, Bastille Day, according to History.com, is a holiday celebrating the storming of the Bastille, a military fortress and prison on July 14th. 1789, in a violent uprising that helped usher in the French Revolution. Beside upholding gunpowder and other supplies valuable to revolutionaries, the Bastille also symbolized the callous tyranny of the French monarchy, especially King Louis XVI and his queen, Marie Antoinette. Okay, so that's your point of reference, what Bastille Day is, and that's a holiday (laughs) celebrated over there in France. Um, So just point of reference for that title. And as we talk about the episode, you'll definitely see how it ties in and really cool foresight in choosing that title for the episode on the creative team at Battlestar Galactica. So this episode was written by Tony Graphia and directed by Alan Croker. And it was originally originally aired in the U.S. on January 21st, 2005. The UK got it a year earlier than us, which is why they say Battlestar mini, uh, the new BSG aired in two thousand three, two thousand four, because it actually aired in the UK first, right. and then we got it a year later. So right. it originally aired first in uh, first here in January twenty first, two thousand five. So it opens with uh, one of my favorite characters in the show, yes. Saul Ty, <laughs> and he's he's my favorite because he's like the perfect opposite side of, of Admiral Adama. We mm-hmm. actually talk about that in one of our previous videos who our favorite characters are mm-hmm. and who our least favorite characters are. But Ty is one of my favorites. But show opens with him showing a little bit of his weakness. Uh, he's taking canteen lids, lids. shots. He yes. takes like two or three of them <laughs> of his favorite yes. his favorite booze, getting ready for duty. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes and has his first brief with Chief. And you can tell he's a little tipsy. He's yep. doing his little Michael Hogan has this really great little giggle that he does. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, so then when Chief's briefing Colonel Ty on the water situation is still continuing from uh episode two uh, episode two Mm -hmm. um you find out that the planet that they found that boomer had found with the water the actual liquid was pure salt yes salt water they couldn't drink it Mm -hmm. but there's this thick layer of ice that surrounds the planet Mm -hmm. and the the, that that layer of ice actually is the perfect balance you know where they can drink it it's h2o Um, However, this ice is really, really hard. They have to go in with blow torches and melt down the ice in order to transport it up to the ships. And this is hard labor that simply they just don't have the bodies on the Galactica to dedicate to this effort Mm -hmm. um, to to man the ship, man security in case the Cylons show up and go down and mine this ice for the water that they need. They said
1: they needed at least a thousand men.
0: Yeah. And they just don't have it on the Galactica. So... Mm -hmm. um, camera shifts to the leadership. You've got Admiral Adama, mm-hmm. you've got President uh, Roslyn, yep. Leah Adama's there, and they're talking about potential labor forces that they have in the fleet, and you learn of the Astral Queen, mm-hmm. which is actually a transport ship full of prisoners. Yes. Now, this ship, when the original Cylon attack happened, was actually on its way to Caprica, with prisoners on board that were actually up for parole hearings. Mm-hmm. So these were prisoners that were already on their way towards reintegrating back into society. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just being transported from the the, the full-time security facility. Yes. Temporarily on the ship to Caprica. Now they've been held on this ship since the original attacks. You know, can't even imagine what the conditions are like. Yeah. Um, so they're like, okay, well, we need a labor force to do this. This is the perfect one to do it. Lee actually says that, you know, maybe they want to get out of their cells for a little bit, stretch Mm -hmm. their legs, but also often them points towards freedom. And of course at this Admiral Adama is like, uh, no, you know, (laughs) he's just like, he's, he's a guy that you show him your hand, Mm -hmm. you know, you show him who you are and that's who you pretty much all you'll ever be to him. You'll never, ever let his guard down around you. Um, so it's, you can understand why he's kind of apprehensive towards letting prisoners, Convicts out of these cells to go and work or whatever for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the president is like no We need this, mm-hmm. you know um, This we need this water, yes. you know And so you see a little bit of conflict there and then Lee's kind of in the middle mm-hmm. between his dad and his commander and his admiral yeah. and his uh He's the personal advisor, the advisor yeah. to the president, so he's kind of in the middle and mm-hmm. um, Eventually, they come down to, we got to go pitch this is the only option we have. Mm-hmm. And so the representatives from Galactica are going to be Lee, Callie, the deckhand, yes. and Duala Compliments for of Billy. Galactica. Yes, yeah.
1: as representatives for Galactica. Mm-hmm. Yes. And
0: then Billy is the, the aide-de-camp for President sure. Roslin is going to go and be the civilian rep when they go to the ship. Yep. So they get on the ship.
1: Yes, so then they pitch the offer to the prisoners. Um, uh, Lee is the one that stands up there and he pitches the whole idea to all of the prisoners and says, this is what it is. And then they open all of the cell doors um, and say, anybody who wants to participate to step out of their cell. So Mm -hmm. there's a whole moment where you're waiting for somebody to step out of their cell. All the
0: cell doors of all the prisoners Mm -hmm. are 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 wide open open. and no one's coming out.
1: Nobody's coming out. Um, And then one man in the very back (laughs) comes out. (laughs) (laughs) So he steps out and it's actually uh the character is tom zarek and so Mm -hmm. tom zarek is played by richard hatch who happened to also play apollo in the original show yes um so it was kind of a big moment you know when he came on for that episode because he was he was in the original series so they realized that it's tom zarek so everybody's like oh my god yeah it's a big deal it's tom zarek can't believe it's tom zarek and he says we respectfully decline your offer. Yes. Um, so he's basically the, sp- the speaker for all of the prisoners, and he says, Nope, we're not doing that. Um, and so then it goes, I think that's where the show cuts. Right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it cuts there. And so then it goes back, you know, after the credits and everything like that. And then it's Duala talking to Billy, and you can tell that there's a conflict between the two of them. So she says, uh, Sagittarian doesn't approve of Terrace, but Billy argues that he has merits. And mm-hmm. he and his tactics. He agrees with some of the things that he did. Mm-hmm. May not agree with all of the things he did because he was actually a terrorist. He, I think they said he blew up a, a government building or Certainly. something to get his message across. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Billy was basically agreeing with the way what what he was saying. His message. His yeah. message. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Duwala was like, no, he doesn't speak for us. Um, mm-hmm. She doesn't agree with anything that he stood for. Or anything. Um, and then...
0: But just to jump in there real quick, they, it's really interesting that and it is very cool what what Ronald Moore did with Richard Hatch, mm-hmm. because for those who don't know, when they originally pitched the idea of doing a remake of the show, mm-hmm. he had long been advocating for doing a continuation mm-hmm. where he could retake retake his role as. Apollo and just continue on where the original show in the 70s left off. He was yeah. kind of the face of the remake mm-hmm. of, of a continuation rather yeah. of revitalizing Battlestar Galactica. But then when Ronald D Moore came in and said he was doing a reboot where he was changing uh Starbuck into a female, he was changing Adama to into a Latino, mm-hmm. like all these changes kind of re-envisioning the show, Richard Hatch kind of became the face of all of the purists and the real loyal fans, the yeah. original fans. And so it's so cool that he's, he serves as this face for the community, mm-hmm. right? The fans in the community of this particular position in real life. Yeah. But then he serves as the face of these freedom fighters. To Billy, he's a freedom fighter. Mm-hmm. To Duala who's also a Sagittarius. She's like, he's a he's a terrorist. Yes, he's it's a terrorist, really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but he shows serves as a face for the prisoners and mm-hmm. all those people in the show. Yeah. He gave him a really powerful character. Good kudos to Rondie Moore for making that happen. Kind of bringing him in, the enemy of my enemy. You know, making his enemy his friend. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, and so then it cuts to uh, Lee. So he Lee actually goes to Zarek because they realize that he's the kind of the spokesperson for all of all of the prisoners. So mm-hmm. Lee says, we'll go to Zarek. I think, no, at first, Callie was like, if if this is going to happen, we need to move on. Yeah. Like she was yeah. ready to go. But Lee was like, no, he's the face. He's the spokesperson for all of them. Let's go to him. Yeah. So he, he can Im- make it happen. He immediately wanted to go talk to Zarek by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it cuts to that. So Lee goes down there. Um, One of the guards goes with them um, and goes into Zarek's cell and so Lee sits down with him and has a conversation. The guard closes the door and then walks off. So that kind of conversation is happening where Lee is trying to say all of the stuff that we said before. You know, they give them freedom points and Mm -hmm. and try to earn their their, uh, freedom. Um, and things like that. So that starts happening. Meanwhile.
0: Yeah. So while that's going on and at least trying to bring him over saying, Hey, I read your book, your band book when I was in college, kind mm-hmm. of bringing them on board saying, I kind of support your ideals, but right now we need to work together mm-hmm. while that's going on. The same guard that locks them in is actually walking back up to the main, main, uh, cabin, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden he just whack, takes out another guard and you realize, okay
1: something's, something's going on yeah yes. so
0: there's a guard apparently that's been bought out he's a traitor mm-hmm. he lets opens up all the cells again they have their you know the uprising they all come running out mm-hmm. lee tries to fight him off um, not successfully unfortunately because he's surrounded by hundreds of prisoners right. they easily take over the ship um and now they have hostages and the, just a whole whole big mess yes um it turns <laughs> to a hostage situation um and eventually they bring in adama and rosin to the the negotiations rosin doesn't want to give him any sort of credence because she knows zarek's history yeah. and she doesn't want to negotiate with terrorists mm-hmm. but adama's like looking at the realistic side of things he's like we need we got to talk to him he's got hostages we need time in order to get some type of plan to rescue them and so that's when i engage in the dialogue Yep. and through the dialogue you find out that zarek's motivations really aren't that bad he's like you know He's always had an issue with power and he believes in true freedom and democracy. Mm -hmm. And he really believes that Roslyn's presidency is corrupt because he didn't get a say.
1: Nobody voted for her. Nobody voted her in. She just assumed this position. Yes. And so his whole argument really is she's not a legitimate president.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it'd be different if they were determining how much to tax or what to do with the roads Mm -hmm. or how to spend your taxes. But these, the leadership, Adama Mm -hmm. and Roslyn are literally making life and death decisions for these 50,000 people that right. are left. And, like, we had no say mm-hmm. in who would be making these decisions for him. So you're kind of like, okay.
1: Maybe I he's, just, he's, he's, he's just got a, a point here. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: So it, it was really cool. Makes him relatable as mm-hmm. a villain, for lack of a better term, but it makes him more powerful, gives his character substance. Yeah. And, again, do you realize he has Credence? So they actually start hearing him out. Mm-hmm. Lee hears him out quite a bit. Yeah. Um, he's Because Lee is like, you know, he has a point. Yes. He has a really good point. And so
1: Lee's always a rule follower too. So yep. and he's he's basically there is uh, making Lee realize all of the things they've that broken a lot of rules. Nobody really thought about. Yeah, you know, it just they kind of assumed all of these positions, mm-hmm. um, but nobody uh, nobody voted them in. It was just assumed, and so he starts second guessing all the decisions that they have made so far.
0: Yep. and so. That's like I said while they're discussing this Adama is trying to get a strike force team together to go and actually do something mm-hmm. about it So that's happening in the meantime But while a lot of great dialogues happening here in Zarek's position mm-hmm. you're in the president's position and yeah, so yeah uh,
1: Okay, so then Zarek assumes Adama will storm the ship and massacre the prisoners and hostages. So um, So he is worried about that um, so Apollo starts to strike a deal with uh, Zarek and he offers elections in exchange for the prison labor. So he starts talking to Zarek. And so that's basically what he starts doing. He says, look, you're right about all of it. So yes, there will be an election. Yes, we will give you what you want Um, in exchange. You need to, to do what we're asking you to do and ask these prisoners to go on the planet and um, mine, mine is the right word. It's I don't know. fair, yeah, yeah. They're mine the water, mining the ice. Yeah, yeah exactly. So mm-hmm. that's so basically, he's he's striking up a deal with with Zarek. and so um, the Marines are the are they go onto the ship. The Marines get onto the ship. They're ready to storm the ship. They're ready to take Zarek out. But Apollo is in the middle of these negotiations with mm-hmm. with Zarek and he gets him to agree
0: yeah. to do it. Right. It happens in a lot more dramatic flair. There's it does, a scene. Of yeah. The, the, essentially, the essence comes down to it is Apollo says, "I hear you." You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're all in this together. You're going about it the wrong way. We can work together. We can get to your elections. Mm-hmm. You can get us our ice and we can all survive. Right. And his grounding for it because he actually has to come back and face the music mm-hmm. of striking this deal. Because that was one of the things that he, the orders he was given going into this. Uh President Rosen said, no deals. Yes. Like, no. You yeah. know, like they either do it or, you know. And, but he actually went against and said, I struck a deal with these guys. Yeah. So he had to face the music with his father Mm -hmm. with his commander but also the president President, and so they kind of get into a debate about like what were you thinking giving this guy because they when they left you know when the marines left uh apollo left Mm -hmm. they completely left the astral queen in complete control of the prisoners in that
1: was another negotiation yeah so there's like this is your ship you're your
0: your own you have control of your own destiny Mm -hmm. you know and so adam was like the ship is a threat And he's like, well, they're not really a threat because they depend on us for protection, for food, water. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do anything. It's fine. So he counters Adama. And then Roslyn comes in and she's like, how dare you promise him elections? He's like, hold the phone. You're you're filling in for the rest of President Adar's term. You're only legally allowed to be president for the next seven Seven months. months. You know, I've Mm -hmm. only agreed. I've only promised you to something that was already legally supposed to happen anyway. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, if, if we're throwing the, the articles of the colonies out the window, if we're not following the legalese of of our culture and our society, yeah. if we're throwing out the window, then then you're not a commander. You're not a president. I'm not a captain. I don't want either of you an explanation. So he, he, he crushes them with truth does, and with logic yep. in the moment. Like he's, he's talking in these black and white absolutes mm-hmm. and they've been operating in these gray yeah, areas. Yeah. And once they're faced with the black and white absolutes of the laws and, and the essence of their society, they're like, whoa. They really can't say too can't much say to it.
1: anything yeah you and know he's like, right he's and absolutely they have to right accept the fact that he's right
0: yeah so there was this really cool little line at the end where mm-hmm. uh they're both like well he shuts him up yeah and then walks <laughs> off and drops the mic and walks <laughs> yes. off and he, and she's like he's your son and then he looks at her and he's like he's your, 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 your advice. you know yeah. like so like i don't know what to do with them you know but whatever yep. so that's kind of what the the, the uh, episode boils down to they mm-hmm. they enlist the prisoners but it really is about the prison up, uprising and possibly a marginalized community mm-hmm. being realized, being brought back into society as a whole yeah. through kind of political demonstration. And there were some more grittier scenes that happened in there that you would expect that happened on a prison ship. Right. And that's fine because yep. Battlestar Galactic is a, is a dark and gritty show and mm-hmm. it's real. Yeah. And I totally feel that all those have their place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, I was mainly about the essence because we, we addressed the water issue in the last episode. Yep. And then how are we going to take it forward? And then introduce Tom Zarek's character. And he's not a one-off by any means. Uh, uh, Richard Hatch has uh, Tom Zarek.
1: He's throughout the entire series. He is throughout the entire series in
0: really powerful and momentous ways. Um, But also what this episode does, and you mentioned it last time, is it addresses the little day-to-day survival Mm -hmm. things. You know, like, okay, we need water. Well, we, we ran into a problem where we have to, What are we going to do about the water and the labor force and what are we going to do about people? And this is one thing I always felt about a lot of shows like The Walking Dead Mm -hmm. especially but Battlestar Galactica I really don't think it's about robots or nuclear holocaust. Right. I think it's about the human condition. Yes. And how we treat each other Mm -hmm. in extreme circumstances. Yeah. And you see that shows so many ways many ways different through the show and Mm -hmm. Battlestar does that so very well Mm -hmm. and kind of dealing with prison prisoners and prison reform and freedom and democracy and not letting go of your society Mm -hmm. in chaos you know that makes
1: sense yeah you make a really good point because uh you don't see a whole lot of fighting between the cylons and the mm -hmm. the humans i mean there is there is that obviously throughout the show but i mean that's really not what the entire what four seasons is really about yeah. how, how, how
0: do we people interact with each other yeah. and they're, they're how they deal with each other through this crisis right through these extenuating circumstances like the walking dead right mm-hmm. the zombies are always there they encounter the zombies they're always running from the zombies but where the meat of the walking dead is is where how the people treat each other yeah. you know the other and, and yep. the human condition so i really i love that about Battlestar. Mm-hmm. this is the kind of their first big Swing at doing that type of thing, and I mm-hmm. think they did it really, really well. Yeah, um, story wise, let's talk about what we think about the episode. Okay. That was, a little, I was gonna got into it a little bit right there, yeah, about the episode as a, as a whole and how it kicked that whole human condition mm-hmm. uh focus off. Um, the story wise, that was kind of the overarching tale, but it did bring in and kind of keep you abreast on other developments. Yeah. Um, you had Chief and Boomer, mm-hmm. their kind of fraternization thing, but bef- it was really about.
1: I think it was just more of a check-in with them, really. Exactly, I mean, it, was. it wasn't. Yeah. They, there wasn't any story there. Yeah, yeah. It just it was like, yeah, they're still there, you know, yeah. and they're still on the run. Yeah. Um. And that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. So she, he's like, you know, massive arms searched the locker, couldn't find anything out of line, mm-hmm. and then Ty comes in and he talks to Boomer in chief, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, we know you're doing what you're doing. You got to stop. Yeah. You know." And then that was it. It was like what two minute long scene. Yeah. But it just kept a little. The box, yeah. This story is still a thing, yes. And then, uh, Sharon and Hilo, mm-hmm. their scene is not even really worth mentioning. No, but it also just reminded you that Sharon and Hilo are on Caprica and, on Caprica and yep. surviving. Um, and then you had an Apollo, you had a, a Starbucks mm-hmm. sighting, yeah. um, and
1: Boxy makes the sighting, yeah. Um, I think they they were really trying to have a story there yes. with him, but I guess it just didn't work out. I, I haven't
0: done it yet, but I want to see if I could pull up side by side shots of Boxy from the miniseries to Boxy it in look this like he episode. That much. He looks taller. He I mean, easily I mean, looks taller.
1: Yeah, I, I would have to see it, I guess. I yeah, mean yeah. it doesn't look like there's that much difference. So for those them. of you who
0: don't know who Boxy is, but Boxy was kind of a nod to the original fandom because he was in the miniseries where they tried to make him a think. Mm-hmm. Only problem is when they aired. The mini series a year took place before they actually started filming the actual yeah. TV series, and Boxy grew up.
1: Kind of grew. He, she, to, he was he was puberty. He <laughs> hit, hit puberty.
0: puberty. Yeah, yeah. So he grew yeah. up, his voice got deeper, you know. So like they had him in there a couple of scenes. He didn't say too much, but it was such a drastic difference. Yeah. And they probably couldn't make that last over the the four seasons that they're planning to do yeah. at all. So he was gone. Boxy was out. Yes. But uh so yeah, he checked in with the uh, Starbuck and Ty. Um yeah.
1: Starbuck uh yeah she takes the place I guess of CAG while Apollo is on the other ship so yeah. it's a little check-in with her um mm-hmm. and then her and Ty kind of get into it a little bit their
0: conflict um, she actually extends him in Olive Branch
1: yeah she does she brings him water <laughs> like <laughs> the two, two water. shot glasses yeah, and yeah, a, like a canteen of water because yeah, yeah. I mean they're still they haven't gotten the water yet so water is kind of a um what is it called I um
0: a rarity. A luxury. It's a, luxury, you know, a delicacy.
1: Yeah, and so she brings a canteen and she brings two cups and she, you know, says she pours two little shots of, of water. water. Yeah. And it was like uh I can't remember what she said exactly, but it was her way of kind of apologizing for going off on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but
0: she I mean she hit him.
1: She yeah. punched him in the well, face. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so. that's that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so that that happens, but he was just like what did he say? He, he was, said, he
0: said, my issues are personal, are personal, yours are professional.
1: Yes. And so he kind of just, he's like, off.
0: you know, I'm not, I'm not extending, taking your olive branch. Mm-hmm. I have issues with you. We're not cool. You yeah. need to fix your act. You yeah. know, I would don't accept the way you do things, how you fly by the seat of your pants. You've mm-hmm. gotten lucky. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of different reasons mm-hmm. why, um, those two just won't mesh. Yes. You know, and, and I don't think they ever do. So he tried, yeah. he tried before because I think he had to do it as a leader. hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It was his responsibility as a leader. And she just kind of threw it in his face. Mm-hmm. Said, you're dangerous. And then she came and tried to do it because I think genuinely in her heart of hearts she felt bad for what she did. Yeah. And he was like, no. You're dangerous. He turned yeah. it right back around her and turned it down. Yeah. Um, but we did check in with our friendly neighborhood Cylon genius <laughs> Gaius Baltar. Yes. Um, he's confronted by Adama in Adama's quarters. So they're one-on-one. Yep. Yeah, Admiral Adama Don't take no crap. And you had Shifty Gaius with head six working her administrations administrations in his Mm -hmm. head. Um, and he's like, Where's my salon detector? And Gaius is like She's like, I'm not,
1: I'm not the man for the job. I don't think I can do this. Yeah. And Head Six is like, oh, you're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. So she gets in his head. Yeah. And it's, um, He starts saying, well, what I really need to mm-hmm. complete the project. Well, she didn't just get in no, his no, no, head. No, yeah. She's so like, she, you repeat after me. She's yelling after up, me, repeat my words. What, you repeat exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so he... She says, "What I really need to complete the project is a nuclear warhead." <laughs> and he kind of pauses he in, says the, in the moment, but yeah. he's like, "Oh."
0: <laughs> and he says it. And was kind of like, "He says
1: it." Um, and then she's like, "You take it from there. You figure out the rest of it." Mm-hmm. And so he puts two and two together in his own head, I guess. And he he's a genius. Out, yeah, he figures out exactly where she's going with that. And
0: so that's another thing too. Like you're always confused about what Head Six actually is to him. And one thing you do notice is that she doesn't tell him something he would not already know. Yeah. Something he may not have seen and put in his subconscious or something he wouldn't deduce with his own mind. Right. And so you're sitting here and you're like, does head six tell him that he needs a nuclear warhead? Mm-hmm. Or is she his muse mm-hmm. and his subconscious saying, you need a nuclear warhead to make this happen. Right. And then once the idea of nuclear warhead is drawn up from his subconscious, the, the wheels begin to spin and mm-hmm. the genius takes con- over and he realizes... That's it. That's how I can make a Cylon detector. Yeah. I do need a nuclear warhead. And if I do this with it, I can give you your Cylon detector. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Adama's like, all right. <laughs> and so he gives him the nuclear yeah, warhead. He
1: says, he was like, we have five nuclear warheads left on this ship. Yeah. And so at first,
0: Baltar is it to like,
1: him. oh, I guess he's not going to give it to me. But then Adama's like, you'll get your warhead.
0: Yeah, because it is important to Adama to know again that raises that last most important Mm storyline who is a cylon they look like us you know and they have to address that um overall i really really enjoyed this episode i think it was a continuation of the last one um Mm -hmm. and the water conservation and the survival aspect of it and then it introduces that human condition Mm -hmm. and how we treat one another um how you treat people who they say the mark of a real person's character is how you can how you treat people who can do absolutely nothing for you yeah you know and these prisoners were at the beck and call mm-hmm. at the mercy of the galactica and and how the president adama all those people how lee saw them yeah you know and mm-hmm. how they handled them told you a lot about all these characters Yeah. so it provided a lot of depth mm-hmm. and introduced tom zarek and richard, richard hatch really really cool all the acting was relatively good. I mean Kara uh uh Katie Sackhoff did her thing as Starbuck. Mm-hmm. I really don't like Starbucks character at all. Yeah. It's over the top, but it's made to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, she does it really, really well. Yes. You're like, oh I wanna punch Starbuck in the face, but she's so cool, you know, like yeah, she's one of those people that you you, you She plays
1: her character really well. She
0: does. It yeah. was so it wasn't an acting thing, yeah. but I think Starbuck and kind of the niche that yeah. doesn't ever rub me the right way. Mm-hmm. Um I think jamie bamber did really really good mm-hmm. you know he's he had again in the miniseries he had a couple of moments where he was doing a little too much and i mentioned that in one of my critiques of the miniseries but then in 33 where he had to shoot down the olympic carrier mm-hmm. like and then water after that like and in this episode you could tell he settled into his role really quick mm-hmm. and he went at uh edward james almost and uh um mary mcdermott mary mcdonald i'm sorry like he went toe-to-toe with them. great actor scenes were seamless lee held his own it was so good and then he had that scene with richard hatch mm-hmm. you know like the original apollo yeah. and he's the new apollo mm-hmm. you know it was kind of those two mm-hmm. coming together like bringing those two communities together yeah. the new apollo with the historical fan base apollo bringing mm-hmm. together in that scene he did it really so so well yeah. i really enjoyed this episode how about you uh yeah
1: Yeah. Um, I like the continuation of the story. I like how they, um, kind of check the boxes of, of the questions that, you know, they're that you ask. like, well, how, how are they doing this? You know, how Mm -hmm. are they doing that? Um, how are they taking care of 50,000 people in in the middle of space? Um, and so they definitely check those boxes Mm -hmm. off, um, and fill in all the gaps. There's no, um, there's no questions, uh, you know, about, how they do things because I, I feel like they pretty much answer them not all, not all at once obviously mm-hmm. but throughout the episodes yes. they they answer all of the questions that you would ask like you know how do they take care of all these people how yep. does it how does it all come together certainly yeah. so i think this is a good episode for that um and then i i like how it kind of opened up the door for the future episodes as far as elections go and oh and, yeah and definitely the implications certainly that they like introduced
0: that. with this one mm-hmm. yep i mean the nuclear warhead that the Cylon detector that he's yeah. giving to Gaius Baltar, who we know is being manipulated mm-hmm. by manipulated by head six. Right. You know, like they set the groundwork for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit of action, like the Marine team that came in that was supposed to storm and rescue. They really didn't do too much. No. It was just kind of just Starbuck and a couple of Marines with her. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of action. Again, when Apollo was down there in the prison, you know, like he did some Kung Fu stuff with the gun and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of action. But it was a nice mix to where it didn't feel as slow as water did. Yeah. Like, last episode, it was really, really slowed down. Mm-hmm. But then this one really dug in deep, got into that meat with a nice mix of action. Yeah. Really well-balanced episode. Yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed this breakdown of Season 1, Episode 3, Bastille Day, Battlestar Galactica.
1: Mm-hmm. Hopefully.
0: hopefully. <laughs> and there will definitely be more coming soon. We'll be- Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.
1: We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider liking our video and subscribing to the video channel and podcast. We have absolutely loved building connections with the RV community and anyone else that is interested in this lifestyle.
0: So if you'd like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram or YouTube at so Say we Travel, or visit us at SoSayWeTravel.com.
1: See you down the road.